and welcome to my podcast, Always Seeking the Truth. What is the world thinking? What is the expectation of the world? What is the expectation of humanity? And what are the interactions? Just seeking the truth. But whose truth? Theirs? Mine? What's right? Who's right? Whose life? A man poses this question. Are you into women? As in, have you been with a female? I am coaching with various people around the world and doing research. So um, the question was answered in this way. No, I'm not into women, but yes, I did have an experience when I was younger, um, and I know why now. Um, lost soul back then, and I think I fell in love with my best friend, and it wasn't the kind of love that I wanted, no, I wanted just a friendship, um, we shared everything, but uh, that wasn't for us. Uh, but no, uh, not in love with women. <laughs> no, not liking women either. I, I chose. <laughs> I chose. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, no, I uh, get pleasure out of uh, the male organs, <laughs> not the females. I've never liked female organs, uh, female bits, should I say. Female bits have never really been for me. I like the person, the personality, but uh, nah. You know when that song Katy Perry came out? I kissed the girls, I liked I did, because it was just a different connection. Um, But nothing, I don't think it was like sexual connection at all. Not like that, it wasn't like, oh, I fancy you, no. I think it was just like, girls the way we could play. You know, um, had enough of bullshit for men, I think that's what it was. But either side, they're still bastards. <laughs> either or, you know, you can come against some learnt behaviour, but either or, um, it's still about the, the mind, uh, the mentality of where you're going with it, how does your future look. So really, it comes down to choice and uh, repercussions, uh, and I wasn't prepared for any of those repercussions. Um, but it wasn't that if I had a choice, would I be with a male or female? No, I wouldn't be with a female. I wouldn't want to ever go back there. Uh, no, I don't, they don't, I don't see females in that way anymore. I don't see the need for the females. I needed to see the need for myself, even without a man. That's what I see now, the need to love myself. Take the sexual content out of it. It's all about self. So, uh, I hope that answers your question. Uh, I'm free to interview on anything. Uh, I don't hold any secrets. I was confused, and I believe I was confused because of self.
sexual abuse. Now it's all out in the open, I certainly have picked my side. <laughs> uh, yeah, Poundland uh, works well with batteries. Off forever. <laughs> he says, um, I asked because he was wondering um, how I dealt with LGBT folk and if they've ever made a move on me and how would I cope um, if that happened oh I I put the joke I haven't been to bed yet I've been on champs and giggles and I haven't been to bed yet so um, my humour tonight is just I love it (laughs) but yeah um, I'm happy to talk honestly and openly about things alright Oh, the LGB, they know who's straight and who isn't, because I used to hang out with them quite frequent, and I used to go to the nightclubs, etc. And the LGB, they know. They know. It's just like I know. It's radar. You know, no one's really into being with somebody that actually is confused. <laughs> so their radar is out. Um... And so the LGBT, I've hung out with them quite a lot, and they're very relatable, free-spirited souls that just want to be accepted um, and be who they are, free to be who they are without judgment, without fear, um, equality, and they are who they are. People, individual people that feel. So, hold on. Yeah, they, they, they feel. So, what's the difference? We've all got labels on us, Rick, right? We all have labels on us. And any all of those bloody labels can be hurtful. Why do we actually have to label ourselves LGBT? Why do we have to label ourselves with mental health? Why do we have to label ourselves as anything but other than an individual? And what goes on behind closed doors is none of people's business. If people have a fetish, they have a fetish, don't they? They don't tell us. Straight people have things going on in their bedrooms that we perhaps wouldn't even do. Fetish is fetish. Preference is preference. Comfortability is comfortability. Shared experiences is shared knowledge. But people do things for their own reasons. I always ask questions when I'm dealing with people that have a different sexual orientation I ask questions I don't just assume I also then find out and do my research about what positions <laughs> I've actually got that written down where they actually take positions uh, who's on top who does this who does that what even when it comes from the male um, the male aspect of it uh, I, I wanted to know there's codes for the who takes what who does what so I've done a lot of research on LGBT, um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, uh, ch- uh, what's the other one? Um, when they change, completely change from, well, when they change from a male, sorry, from a female to a male, um, and then you accept them for them being a male. So you have to have the respect what they chose to so address with their identity with the way they choose um, the other thing is you know so it that's I, I've always been an explorer into people so I've always wanted to know what 
how it feels, what, what's what. I ask those questions, I ask those questions, even the sexual questions, does it hurt? You know, male or male, does it hurt? I've asked, because as a bloody female, bloody hell. Believe me, at the end of the day, let's not go there, but still, at the end of the day, I will ask a man, does it hurt? And what pleasure do you get from it? Because when I've watched things, images in the past, I don't see an erection. So come on, I ask all of those questions. Um, Rick, I think I'm giving you so much information here. I hope so, anyway. Yeah, well, I absolutely love asking people about their lives. And it's all retained in my head. Um, from even how they repair, how they do their sexual orientation and where they have the tablets and transformations, they have a mastectomy um, and then transform into a male figure and then grow hair and facial hair and you wouldn't know the difference, but I knew the difference. I always knew the difference because I heard the journey, I heard the story, but I always addressed them as him instead of her out of respect because the personality was still the same it's just a mask it's just a bloody mask so she you know some of it's just a mask should change because i don't understand if we was accepted why you why you would want to change if she was accepted in the community as for who you want to be then why would you have to go for the transformation of change why you want to be a man? Okay, you want to be a man, but the image of man means don't have boobs. But we know that there are men out there that do have boobs. There's a name for it. There's a term for it. My dad had it. You know, where he looked like he had, he could be wearing a bra. And so, <laughs> the image of man and mankind is all in the eyes of the beholder and what they're seeing in life. And Monkey see, monkey do. When one says it's okay, then everybody shouts it's okay. Um, including those people that come out. Including, I guess I'm one of them. Tell the world. Everybody else speaks up. But who do you want to follow? Who do you want to be like? Who do you inspire to be like? What do you want to look like? Some people wanted to be like Whitney Houston. Some of the people wanted to be like Bobby Brown. Some people at the end of the day wanted to be like Alton John. People used to dress up as Elvis and imitation and yeah, wanna be, you know, they, they used to do it all the time. Cross-dressing, help me. Been people that cross-dress. I'm discovering things that people, I shouldn't have even discovered in my life. Betrayal of people with their identity of who they really are. Destroys lives, Rick. Destroys lives. Fucks with emotions. Really does. Hold on, let me go to the next one. Really, really fucks with emotions. You know, I had a partner once, thought they were straight, then I find out that they're getting love letters from a damn male in their packed luggage box and taking a fucking screenshot of it and putting it on bloody Facebook. I put two and two together. Later on, realise that they're into men as well as women. That didn't sit comfortable with me. In fact, I was more concerned of being cheated on by a male with a male than a female. 
because of HIV and AIDS, it's related to, for me, was related to her. Yeah. Back in the day, it was so related to gay men. Not gay women. Gay women wouldn't counter-contract that. But gay men, yes, they would. So that was always my fear. Men doing men. Men lie, but women lie too. But I guess women don't really lie about their sexuality. If they like women, they like women. If they put it out there and say, this is me, I don't want men. When I actually research into these women, why is it that you've chose to be a lesbian? Why is it you chose to use or brand yourself as a lesbian? Why? Why have you even married somebody that actually isn't a lesbian and likes men? So I get all that information. And I find out that some of these people are abused. They've been raped. So they've chosen a side. A child, a side that doesn't remind them of that experience. So, um... There's a lot of stories behind these, uh, situations. Hold on a minute. There was one in incidents where there was one individual that came live with us told us he was gay, then when we got into the depth of why he was gay, he said, I've always known, I said, but you can't know beyond the, the age of two. What did you witness? What did you experience? It turns out that he experienced and his mother let him be raped on the floor by his father. But he chose to be gay, but the lost soul has always been a lost soul. Never been able to accept love wanders around this different identity. Wow, I should podcast all of this information. <laughs> I think I'm going to play it back and use it as research myself. And then I have, um, there was an individual, I've cut them off now, there was an individual that kept talking to me, but was living a double life, liked men in tight trousers but didn't was married to a person but then you found out the previous person was a, that he was married to was a lesbian and the lesbian went off and uh, ended up being with somebody of, of, of their own gender and then he um, he's been a lost and gone on this identity of living a double life like in men but married and got a child so then, what do we do with this child? How do we stop teaching the child to lie and all of the, um, you, you know, teaching the child lies? What are you doing to the woman? Um, does not the woman know that her man is... Hold on. Does the woman not know that her man is, or husband is, got the fetish for other men and wants company of other men and looks at other men in different ways than he does with a woman. Well, bloody hell, that resembles my life, doesn't it? Some of it. And so therefore I'm able to speak on this because it happens. It happens, some of that. I listen to other people's journey and I've watched my own journey and I realise just how much the world of pornography, 
back in the day, influences people and their sexual orientation. That's where I got a lot of my habits from. Pornography. Hold on. Back in the day when there was um, American Air Force men, the, uh, which was all I liked back in the day, they would come and they would uh, congregate, wouldn't they? But they would always have pornography on in the mess rooms, um, uh, in the community room, and while you're shining their boots, they're watching pornography, and you are enticed in that world. Bearing in mind you're a victim of sexual abuse and you don't even know that you've experienced sexual child abuse. So you're going into that sexual world and doing everything for mankind that man is putting in front of you for you to experience from even one-on-one to threesomes to, uh, hold on, to menage toiles and, and friggin' keys on the table and shit. All surrounded by alcohol and drugs. Yeah. That's the way of the world back then, wasn't it? Everybody was in pornography and magazines, those magazines that were on the shelves, the page three, exploiting women. Women were degraded. Women didn't even know that they were in the game. They were being groomed. Didn't even realise they were being groomed. What role models did they have when their mothers were drunks? When their fathers are imprisoned? I'm talking from the black community anyway. <laughs> when the Americans came forward, so did the black community somewhat got involved with the Americans. It was a whole different way of living, but it was alcohol, trading cigarettes, <sighs> trading gas tickets for gas pump, pump, you know, for gasoline and hold on. You know, um, for gasoline, huh? Yeah, for the commissary and the, uh, the the food. If you got food, if you're uh, the Yankee men were buying you food, then uh, yeah, you were you were, you were good. You was in there. If they were buying you drinks, you you were good. You were in there. If you're going to the party, you were good. You were in there. But all it was was sex, conquest, and then half of these people ended up with children from American men. You know, and some of these children haven't even met their fathers. And the, it's an endless list all through sex. Sex. <laughs> Exploitation. That's a damn topic within itself, Rich. <laughs> I'll let you speak back now. He said, interesting, I used to, I used to warn lots of British women about American military personnel but they never seemed to listen till, as you said, they were left pregnant. You should talk about this, definitely. Um, it's very true reflection, I should. Let me continue. Well, pregnancy, when you're getting pregnant and you're 17 years old, um, do you, I definitely will, but that's something to tell you. When you're 17 years old and you're pregnant um, by military men, you um, the life you lead is still military for a while you end up being luggage as they say going over to a different world uh, back then they used to call us base whores I wasn't a whore I was just searching for love and I was just used 
my body exploited. I was an attractive, very attractive girl, but never could get a boyfriend. Nobody wanted to have me long term, only ugly people. Sorry, what I consumed as unattractive people. And even the unattractive people would be fucking cheaters. And even the attractive people would be fucking treaters. So all I learnt was sex. That uh, your body was... That your body was uh, used as a weapon, really. Uh, they enticed you with uh, goods. Um, English men didn't really get a look in because they just had... It was stereotyped about their penis uh, with foreskin and not foreskin. Um, and that was a, a big thing, a big factor for women um, about their foreskin. And American men didn't have foreskin. It was a ritual to have that cut off. And English men had foreskin. Some. Most. <laughs> and there is a difference. And, uh, hold on. And, um, you know, when it came to me giving birth to my child and they wanted me to circumcise my child, I said, no, man, God didn't want it there. He wouldn't put it there, right? He wouldn't put it there. It's just like having my genitals cut off, which is genital mutilation, which is disgusting, really. When you think about children having their body bits mutilated, it's, um, degrading and, and humane. Twist. Twist comes later. What can I say, you know? What can I say? People do things for the benefit of health. People do things because they follow fashion. Trends. But it's a body. Hold on. And because society says, do this, do that. And what we knew of children used to be brought to the table to be circumcised as part of a fucking ritual. Who cuts a fucking child's body up? It's a trend. It's a man's genitals. I wouldn't want anybody to cut my clitoris. I wouldn't want that. So yeah, there's body, it's mutilation. These are all the things that people protest against. Body mutilation. But nobody ever sees circumstance, circumcision as um, circumcise, as body mutilation. It's a human sacrifice to, unless it's a medical problem, it's to cut a child's bits off with no choice. Yeah, I had a child born in, on USA soil and coming with my first child they didn't have that question here in the UK <laughs> my, my son's bits now and with my second child they he was born on American soil and therefore that was the choice that they gave me but when I refused it because I kept thinking, God, I kept thinking what God, what, what, what my spirit told me to do. To protect my child. To protect my child. 
is not to mutilate his body. And so they looked at me in disgust. Bloody English woman. Like, she doesn't know her shit. She's not protecting her child. How could she? So I protected my child from the ridicule. Like, once was known with military people, if that they're circumcised and English people are not. What, what was I protecting? Following fashion, mutilating my child's genitals to suit fashion? If God didn't want it there, he wouldn't have put it there. If the body didn't want it there, he wouldn't have put it there. He made our bits. We are beautifully and wonderfully made the way we were. But people want to change their body. And that goes down to circumcised people being circumcised as well. Changing their body. Not good enough. That sets the precedence right there, doesn't it? Right there, right at the very beginning. Let's change your features and get rid of what you were born with. There's the precedence right there. So where does it stem from? This body mutilation, this change of body, this identity. I could talk all day on this. When I ask and I research these people about why you become gay or why I was born gay, no, you fucking wasn't born gay. How do you know you can't, your brain doesn't stem between one and two? If that's the case, I'd know every damn thing that happened about me and my birth and all of these, you know, things that happened to me. I'd know a little bit more. But no, nobody can tell me beyond the, the, the age of two to three. Nobody, nobody, not, not a damn fucking research can tell me anything. Yes, we know children can have the syndrome of traumatic stress syndrome born into a world of fear, stress, loud noises, sensitivity, fear amongst, hold on. Children are not born with fear, they're surrounded by Fearful things, fearful activities, loud noises, drama, you know, visions of seeing things, nightmares of, uh, you know, things they've witnessed and the body stores things, the mind's a remarkable thing and it? it stores memories and, you know, the memories can be hidden for years. What happened to me, my child abuse, that was hidden for years, they didn't come coming back until I was pregnant with my last child. That's telling you how long I kept that in. And you don't even know that you're in it. And then you wake up. It all comes flooding back. All I can describe is that everything that you shoved under a carpet and you shoved into something else became um, a fucking mask dust particles hidden under a rug, still waiting to be hoovered up. You can't hide your rubbish and put it under a rug. It's going to come back. Eventually, it's going to compile more dust. And you are going to have to turn around and sweep it away somewhere along the line. Clean up your mess. Clean up the mess. Clean up the baggage that's happened. Clean up every damn particle that's been left there. Clean your house up. Clean your mind. Tidy mind can't help all the behaviours that happened in the past, you learn from it. It's an experience, put it down to an experience and say, okay, well I had that experience. Frown upon it if you like, but it was a bloody experience. Will I make an excuse for it? No, 
I was a child trying to discover life. I'm now a woman. I'm now a woman that knows her self-worth. I'm now a woman that knows what she wants. And I'm not going to sacrifice that for sexual bits. That's the way I'm going to put that. So it makes common sense. Love. Define love. Everybody has a different way of loving people. But define love. Um, that's loving yourself first and foremost. Absolutely. Not to accept rubbish that's going to hinder you. Negativity, there's no place for it. People you can't trust, no place for it. There's no place for it. You've got to learn a lesson, and if that lesson means letting go, then they're going to learn, oh, that's the one that got away. Well, you should have fixed up your ass in the first place. So it doesn't matter who you're with, it's about respect. Respect. <laughs> Equality for all, they say. And that's damn well true. Who are we to judge? On a final note, what did they say? People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. That's one motto. And if you go on to the biblical time, which I'm not really biblical, but if you go with what has been indoctrinated is, uh, thee who casts the first stone be without sin. We've all got up to no good in our days. (laughs) That's what they're saying. So uh, we're not perfect, are we? That's what they're saying. But uh, we can mould ourselves to the best ability. And uh, we can be fiercely, wonderfully made. And the creation, I keep coming up with this phrase. It's just keep coming. That uh, creativity is craftsmanship within humanity's self. <laughs>